Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Active Explorer podcast. I am sorry that I've taken such a break. I don't believe I've recorded now for the last couple of weeks, but there's some reasons for that, and I've got exciting news to share with you. So stay with me. I'm going to give you a quick update on what has been going on in my life and where I'm headed to next. Hint, it's a very dry, loud, and has no cell phone reception, but I'll get to that in a moment. Today's podcast is going to be on solo adventures. So as soon as I finish giving you this update, I will go into some safety tips, mindsets, other things that might help you enjoy your solo travels a little better. And I'm not talking about solo travels to Paris. What I'm referring to are backpacking and other types of adventurous activities that you decide to go at it solo, which is something I have a fair bit of experience with. I've been doing that now for about four years, and there is both a mindset and strategy to enjoying adventures solo. But first, back to some changes in my world. I am currently starting a new company, all focused on social media training and on my writing, which is, as you may know, a huge passion for me. So I am officially at that full time, super excited about this change. That also means the podcast is going to be getting out a lot more regularly now. But admittedly, the change did have me kind of caught off guard with um, how much time it would take to try and form this corporation, get all the groundwork set up. Next thing I knew, weeks had gone by and I realized I had neglected all of you, my listeners, who I really enjoy getting feedback from. That is part of what gives me a lot of satisfaction in my daily activities is to hear from my readers and listeners. So Please let me know that you uh, are enjoying the podcast, what kind of things you'd like to hear me talk about and ramble on here. You might notice that Keith is noticeably absent from the podcast. I totally miss him a bunch, but in the process of breaking off on my own and leaving the uh, project that I had been on for the last year and a half, I also lost my co-host. So that's a true bummer. Occasionally we may connect via Google on-air hangouts uh, to record a podcast together just because we do like each other's company a bunch. And we also have another podcast with Aim High that also has gone without recording for the last few weeks. And I've been getting letters from listeners there saying, what's happened to you guys? So we will get back to it, I do hope. Next, I am headed to Burning Man next week. And that has also been taking a bunch of my time. Uh, Who knew that sewing small clothing would take as much time as it does? And shopping for things like tutus and rainbow striped socks have also taken a fair bit of my time, as well as building a yurt. My partner and I decided that we wanted to really embrace the Silk Road theme out there this year. So uh, we did look up designs for yurts, um, really just inspiration photos. He sketched out the whole thing and designed it, and we built it together. And uh, has this faux cowhide door and red painted wood trim. It's really cool. So uh, we'll post some photos of that here shortly, at least uh, what we can from Burning Man. I'll share some of that with you after next week, but uh, definitely won't be hearing from me because there is no cell phone reception out there and limited internet. So I'm just going to enjoy the experience, be totally present in it. I am a uh, virgin burner. So uh, I only have been told what to expect 
Uh, this is going to be a totally new experience for me. I'm also excited while I'm out there to get a chance to go on a photo walk with Trey Radcliffe, which if you're not familiar with him, he is the eye behind the blog Stuck in Customs and is an amazing photographer. I absolutely recommend that you go to stuckincustoms.com and check out his photography, both of the world and of Burning Man, but he has a great eye. Um, his artistic form is to use a lot of HDR, so you'll notice some of that in there, but it is his art. Uh, sometimes haters don't like that. I, I think it looks very attractive. He does it in a very subtle way where the some photos look surreal and others just uh, absolutely stunning. So check out Stuck in Customs. Next, I'm also working on my personal trainer certificate. Uh, that has been in process now for the last month or so, and that is in an effort to uh, boost my knowledge. I do have a healthcare background already, but I wanted to boost my knowledge of uh, how that applies to fitness and be able to relay that to you, my listeners and, and the readers, that uh, I give you that added benefit of having a uh, personal trainer certificate there. So now on to enjoying your adventures solo. I wrote about this about four years ago on Solo Travel Blog, but only about how it pertained to backpacking, which is uh, one of my favorite sports and one that I initially started taking on solo. The solo adventures, the first thing that I usually get, especially being female, is, is that safe? And, you know, I would like to just say, hey, it's no different than traveling with somebody, but the reality is traveling solo does... Um, reduce your margin of error. You don't have somebody with you to help you if you sprain an ankle. You don't have the added protection of being a group if somebody comes along that has a malintent. So there are um, issues that you need to think about and a lot of them if you plan well you can really help your chances of having a great experience solo. Um, first of all though, back to the safety. Here are a few tips of things that you need to do. Leave the following info with somebody who you trust, somebody who is responsible. Not just who you trust with a secret, but somebody who you know is responsible, will uh, pay attention, take a calm, reasonable action if for some reason that you do not return on your due date. Leave this with them, which would be your route. And make sure that's detailed, even if you have to buy your buddy a topo map and draw it out uh, when uh, to expect you back. So in other words, you may be planning to be out for three to five days, but you know that there's a chance that it could be um, four to six. Uh, tell them at what point you're comfortable with not activating some kind of search for you until. So let me rephrase that. If you're due back in five days, if you really feel solid that if you're not back in five days, something's wrong, then tell them if I'm not back in five days to call the appropriate authorities and let them know who those would be. That would be emergency responders in the area or perhaps somebody else that you know is very familiar with the area where you're hiking or climbing or whatever it is that you are out doing. Um, if you feel like, hey, there's a chance there could be some wiggle room in that. Tell them, don't worry about it until it's six days. But whatever you feel like is comfortable and reasonable for your hiking patterns or climbing patterns or the situation that you're going to be in. 
as I just referred to, who to call. That may be search and rescue, but it also may just be a group, like for um, some areas just have uh, guides. Maybe there's a guide that you trust that knows the area and say, hey, call them. They'll know who to call. Uh, 911 is uh, in search and rescue typically is going to be your best choice, but I have had situations where I wasn't doing this solo, but it was just me and one other person uh, caving, and typically caving you want to have three people. So we would have a check-in person and they would actually call the local cave rescue group and let them go from there because they knew where these locations were. Um, that caving is not something that I would take on solo, and I'll talk more about which activities are appropriate for solo adventuring and which ones aren't a little later. Equipment list. Detail all of the major equipment in your pack or whatever gear stash that you have and leave that with your contact person. That's going to help search and rescue know how well you're prepared. Let's say there's a sudden weather change or something like that. If they know what degree sleeping bag or that you have a sleeping bag with you, that lets them have a sense for how well prepared you are, where you may be, um, etc. Where your car is located, just in case your phone died or you absentmindedly forgot to check in when you came out, if they know where your car is going to be parked, that can be the first place they go look and just check and make sure your car's there. Or if it shows up stolen, again, they should have your tag numbers and car information. Medical conditions. If you have any medical conditions, again, this is something that search and rescue is going to need to know. So if you are diabetic, asthmatic, have a heart condition, what medications you're on, this should be part of the packet that you leave with your trusted person. So that's the information you're going to leave with someone. But also, let's talk about in the safety factor, transportation. In transportation, uh, a lot of people will choose to hitch if they hike a one-way trail and come out somewhere, hitch back to their car. If you're traveling solo and, hey gals, I'm sorry, but yes, if you're female in particular, hitching isn't a really great idea. Uh, this is where you would want to go ahead and spend the money to avoid the hitching situation by maybe hiring a, a shuttle or some of the um, lodges, especially along the AT, some of the... Uh, Places that specialize in serving hikers will actually ferry you out to trailheads. So you park your car at the end where you plan to come out and get shuttled to where you plan to start and hike to your car. That is a much better scenario than coming out and not having a ride and having to hitchhike. If you haven't had experience with your activity, whatever it is that you're going to head out and do solo, doing it solo first isn't the greatest idea. Do go with somebody who has more experience, learn the ropes. If nothing else, this is going to help you have more fun when you're out there by yourself because you know what you're doing. You can make yourself more comfortable and have more fun. There are some tools that can help you with safety. One of them is a spot locator. I resisted this a very long time uh, until my family just pretty much stood in the doorway and said, you will not take off backpacking solo anymore without it. And I'll admit, it gave me a peace of mind, and we also had fun with it. Uh, it has a function where you can just hit check in. It doesn't activate anything. All it does is send your loved ones a uh, link to a map with a dot on it saying, this is where I am. And next thing I knew, my parents had bought topo maps of the areas where I was backpacking and marking the pins 
each step of the way whenever I checked in. There's also an online feature where you can give people links and they can see it update live every time you check in. So people who you're close to, friends, family, even if you have a social media following and you feel comfortable with doing that, which may not be the safest thing to do, um, the check-in feature on the spot locator is really fun and cool. And if for some reason you do twist an ankle but you don't want to activate search and rescue, there's another button that just sends a preset message that you agree on with your trusted person that if I send you this, I'm going to go to one of these selected trailheads. And this is something you should think about ahead of time. If, for, if I'm climbing and something happens, if I'm backpacking and something happens, and I'm hurting and moving slow, I'm going to aim for this exit along the way. And you can have that preset message that you send them and just basically, something's wrong, but it's not an emergency. Come and help me get out of here. Just need a hand. Non-emergency, but you could use some help. That's a great feature on the spot. And then there is the you know, basically the red button that activates emergency services and sends people to your location via satellite. And that actually runs on a different uh, frequency that's a higher priority. So occasionally those check-ins may not get out, but the uh, emergency signal has a higher chance of doing that and is pretty reliable. So that's where the spot locator then becomes your, uh, you're in danger, you really need help, you push that red button and you get the help that you need. But just make sure you prepare and don't abuse that. There's, I could go on for probably half an hour on my pet peeve of people who think that that's a reason not to prepare and not to be self-reliant, and it's not. This truly is. You've tried to do everything to avoid getting into the situation, and it, sometimes bad things still do happen, no matter how well you're prepared. That's when you would use something like a spot locator. Do not use it as a substitute for being prepared. Okay, I'm going to step off that soapbox now. So somebody help me off that soapbox. All right. Okay. Getting on <laughs> text messages. Sadly and beneficially, uh, cell phone reception is available in so many more places than it ever used to be. But occasionally you won't be able to get a call out, but texts will get out. So not only should you aim for a high spot that can hopefully give you a better chance of reception, but try text messaging to get out your message versus trying to make a phone call, because if the calls just keep dropping, the text might go. So don't give up on it. Try texting. Mindset. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, trust your gut. And this isn't about having some kind of woo-woo sixth sense. Our bodies and minds are programmed to pick up on a lot more than we are consciously aware of. Uh, so just trust your gut. If something doesn't feel right, and if people don't feel right, or you're coming up around a corner on a trail and for some reason the hair is standing up on the back of your neck, pay attention. That is part of the mindset of staying safe, especially when you're traveling solo. Avoid attracting attention. And I'm not talking about wallflower type avoiding attention. I mean, just don't be flashy. Don't be waving at, you know, if you're off in a remote place and you see a beat up old pickup truck, don't uh, just start waving at people and attracting attention to yourself or, I, you know, again, dressing provocatively, wearing flashy jewelry. Um, in general, when I travel solo, and I'm just going to tell you, this is my philosophy and you can disagree me, agree with me if you like, but I tend to be conservative. 
I avoid roads, especially kind of backcountry roads where I could be found uh, alone by uh, people who don't have good intent. I do not camp near roads. I tend to camp at a place on the trail that is difficult to access without significant hiking. And, and people may think that being close to a road and close to civilization makes you safer, but I personally am a lot more disturbed and, and scared of somebody who, a person who has a malicious intent than I am a black bear. Uh, so I want to avoid the places of public um, activity. I camp where I am not noticed and seen. Um, again, I'm just trying to not be uh, flashy in any way or attract attention to myself. Uh, I find that that makes, you know, in my experience, I've really hardly ever had any kind of problems. And the only time I did have a problem was a very public place. But out on my own in the wilderness, no problems. And I do sometimes if I'm talking to passing hikers or if I am crossing a road and somebody just tries to start conversation, I, although I don't really believe in lying, we'll just call it my alter ego that I keep referring to as my phantom hiking partner. I try to make it sound as though I'm not traveling alone, just that we may have a gap between us on the trail. I pack super light and light packing. Uh, if you're going to be doing any significant amount of travel on foot, it matters more because you're not splitting your load between anybody now. And you have to carry it all. And the lighter you can go, the more comfortable you're going to be. So as a solo hiker or backpacker, I have invested heavily in my gear. And the lightest, best quality, because I have to carry everything, I don't get any help. So I enjoy my trip a lot better if I invest in that quality gear because I am by myself. Enjoy the conversation with yourself. And this is more on to, you know, it is about mindset and it's a, a philosophy. I think some people have this idea that traveling solo, adventuring solo is lonely. And I enjoy adventuring solo. I also really enjoy adventuring with people. Both of them are a different experience. And the experience that I get when I'm out doing this stuff solo is one of having a chance to check in with myself, with my feelings, my emotions. Oftentimes when I'm hiking, I just, it starts out where I'm A, uncomfortable because I'm usually hiking uphill with a whole lot of weight on my back. But you know, B, then once I, that passes, it's almost like meditating. And I get a chance to explore stuff that I haven't given myself time to think about or feel through. And sometimes it really surprises me what comes up. I may be out there going, wow, you know, I'm worried about building this business right now. And But what comes up for me are other really emotional things like missing my kids who are in Florida and I'm in Utah. Um, it could just be my insecurities about, am I a good enough writer or could I be working out harder or I'm really frustrated that I get asthma and this is bugging me or, you know, there's all kinds of stuff comes up. Uh, what is it like making friends in a new city? I've been in Utah for a year and a half and I'm still trying to get to know people here. And, and I, last time I went backpacking, I was surprised. I spent a whole day thinking about how um, difficult this process has been. I was in uh, Central Florida for 26 years and had an amazing group of friends. And here in Utah, I do have a couple of people whose company I really enjoy but it's not the same big circle of people that I just always hung out with. And, and it's been harder to connect with people here for some reason. And I just kept exploring that in my mind. 
And, uh, you know, that was not what I expected to be thinking about out on the trail that, that weekend. Boredom. You will get bored. And uh, although I was just preaching about how light I like to go, I almost always pack a book and a journal. Uh, you might want to take an iPod. I don't. I really want to be able to hear my surroundings when I'm out by myself. So for me, that's a no-no. Um, I do pack a book and a small little paper journal of some kind to write in. Uh, you have to spend time alone, especially once you get to camp, unless you are hiking really long days. You're going to have a few hours of downtime after dinner and cleaning up, and you're going to not have anything to do. So go ahead and pack a book or a journal, or otherwise just explore your surroundings. But I would plan on having some boredom. Some places or activities are better uh, with a plus one. And those activities, like I mentioned, caving, um, canyoneering, anything where you are in a very harsh environment or a environment where there's a fairly high risk of getting hurt, you would really do better to have a plus one with you. And each person makes that judgment call. I have friends who um, climb by themselves all the time. You know, I get that. I, you know, at least they're close to civilization and have a signal. So if something does happen, they, they have a way. But one time I did plan, long before I moved here, I had planned to do some uh, backpacking in uh, backcountry, southern Utah, canyon areas and such. And the more I studied it, I realized that this wasn't an area where I probably should be backpacking solo. And it's a harsh environment. It's very isolated, very dry. Uh, easy to get lost in, and I opted not to uh, do my backpacking trip here. Another place I opted not to backpack solo was Glacier National Park. Um, quite frankly, brown bears scare the daylights out of me. So <laughs> I just decided that, and they had a lot of advisories not to uh, travel alone. So I, again, just uh, listened to that, did some day hikes, but did not choose to backpack there. So e you have to look at your comfort zone, but I would at least research it and make sure that the activity you're thinking about heading out to do by yourself is a smart one. You're going to, unfortunately, uh, be judged by others. Sometimes it's just curiosity. Uh, people have frequently said, aren't you scared? Aren't you afraid you'll see a bear? And frankly, the bulk of the bears I've ever seen in my life were in my backyard in Florida. Um, I don't have... I don't think I have seen one in the wild other than from my car in Yellowstone. I know a lot of people do have bear encounters. They're very common on the AT and areas where I was backpacking frequently by myself. Never saw one. Saw wild hogs. Uh, and I'm not afraid of them. They're afraid of us. I, I, people do scare me. Um, but I have a much bigger fear of not living life. And coming out at the end and like doing something silly, like falling off the couch and dying versus really getting out there and living my life. And if I just stopped my life because I didn't have a partner to backpack with me or climb with me or paddle with me, then I would miss out on a lot. To me, I wanted to know that if I ever did decide that I wanted to be with somebody full time, which I do have a, a wonderful guy in my life now, by the way, but that we won't go into that in much detail. But, um, you know, I'm enjoying hiking and doing stuff with a partner now, but I always wanted that to be the choice and that my life was completely full 
whether I was with somebody or not, whether I had friends who were available to go with me or not. I wanted to know that anything I wanted to go out and do, for the most part, I could do, and it didn't depend on another person. So for me, that is my motivation to do this stuff solo. And some people judge that. Some people even think that I'm some kind of loner, but that wasn't it. It was about living a full and complete life without depending on others and being with other people because of who they were and the relationship I had with them instead of because I needed a partner to go out and do adventures with. And some people will judge you for that. Hopefully they don't. But expect to get a little judgment uh, passed on you because you are doing stuff solo. Now, here is the scariest story I can tell you about traveling solo. There's this thing, this phenomenon that happens when you're alone for significant amounts of time, for days. And it's called a toonworm. I have had some of the worst experiences with toonworms on the trail or out uh, solo. I, I hear there are some techniques to dealing with these, one of which is to work math problems in your head, and apparently that can help knock it out. I wish I'd known that when I had Crazy Mary by Pearl Jam stuck in my head for over three days. And oddly enough, I'll still listen to the song, but uh, I was trying to sing it, um, hum it, sing other songs, you name it. For three days, I had a tune worm that I couldn't get out of my head. And when you're by yourself and you don't have anybody to talk to or distract you, they can be maddening. And just hope that it's not a really horrible song, at least the one I had for the worst case of Toon Worm uh, was a fairly decent song. So, so there are my tips. And I would love to hear if any of you have tips or questions about solo adventuring. I'd like to know what kind of activities that you choose to do on your own. Um, which ones scare you? Uh, have you had any bad experiences out solo? Uh, and again, just any questions you have. And you can reach me by Twitter at active underscore explorer. You can also reach me by email, erika, E-R-I-K-A, at theactiveexplorer.com. And I'm also on Instagram, same as my Twitter handle, at active underscore explorer. So reach out to me. I really enjoy hearing from all of you. I'd love some feedback on this podcast, whether what you like, what you don't like, and what kind of topics you'd like to see me cover in the future. And I promise to you after Burning Man that uh, I'm going to get back on this regularly for you. So stay tuned. Lots more good stuff coming up. Exciting things coming for the blog now that I am making this a full-time endeavor. And I look forward to hearing from you. Have a great time and travel safe.